guys, welcome back to the fourth episode of the Daily Mail. So today I'm here with uh, the Nutrition Expedition, the dynamic duo, <laughs> Lockie Kanan and Mo- Molly. Uh, what's your last name again? Molly Taylor. Molly Taylor, there you go. So uh, these two are about, what, 11 episodes in? Yeah, 11 now. Yeah, so we just did, we just finished recording uh, their 11th episode. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can listen to that on their site. But um, yeah, so they're well into it now. They're, um, you know... Instagram, you know, they're hustling on the Instagram. They're, put, they're uploading there daily. Um, so, yeah, they're really into it and they're talking, uh, focusing a lot about nutrition stuff um, and how to, you know, better your overall health. Uh, so, yeah, Lockie, do you just want to give us a rundown quickly on what the Nutrition Expedition is? Yeah, so um, I, I reckon the, the best way to say it is what we um, say is our, our mission. Our mission is to inform and educate individuals to make individual, um, to make individual changes to their lives in a holistic manner. So, basically... To break that down, basically an easy way to say it is making changes where it might be gaining weight, losing weight, or just eating healthier or living healthier and while doing it in a manner where you're going to be sustainable, you're going to adhere to it and you're actually going to be able to enjoy um, your life while trying to hit your health goals. Yeah, exactly. Do you agree with that too? Yeah, of course. And also like um, Lockie's more focused on like nutrition and fitness side and then I'm more focus on like the mental health sort of side of things because it's just both what we've experienced cool um and we've just come together and both just like want to do a holistic health podcast yeah because a lot of them can go hand in hand so living a holistic lifestyle um and being you know having a well bit like well balanced diet and all that kind of stuff can definitely affect your mental health yeah, exactly. and your headspace so yeah that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today so we'll spend the first part of the episode um just introducing you guys to Lockie and molly and just talking about their journey and what they've been through and where they're at now. Um, and then we'll spend the second half of the episode um, really uh, de- delving into how nutrition can really affect um, your overall health and then how this can play on your mental health. So, Lockie, do you just want to give us an introduction of who you are? Yeah, so basically I am 19. I'm turning 20 tomorrow. And I'm at uni studying sport and exercise management. And I actually want to get into a master's in nutrition dietetics and become a nutritionist. So, basically, my... Do we still talk about my journey now? Yeah. Yeah, so my journey started in, well, my health journey started in year 10. Basically, I was a bit overweight and I was quite bad in school. Like, I'd muck around all the time. I was getting bad marks. And I had a few um, learning difficulties as I was growing up. So I just assumed that I wouldn't do well at school. And so basically, from that, I was just mucking up all the time, not doing anything, like, unproductive all the time. And then... I got in a flight, I got suspended, and that sort of turned my life around because my year master said to me after that, I want to get you into the gym, and getting me into the gym was the best thing that ever happened to me because it gave me the mental strength to um, carry forward in all aspects of life, so I improved my marks and I got basically to the top of my classes, and I ended up getting uh, the ATAR I wanted to get into a hard degree, which was awesome, and in the... Uh, on the health side, I started running every morning, so I went from doing basically no exercise other than sport to going, literally running every single morning and trying to better my health that way, and I started to get into the gym more, and then on the nutrition front, I started to eat more, like, less less junk food. I actually cut out sweets for, like, two years, which was insane, <laughs> Um, looking back at it, yeah, and yeah, so I literally, as you said, I had the willpower to like make change in my life. So then, from there, I just gradually progressed, 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 and then 
about uh, when I finished school, I learned about calories, I learned about macro counting, I learned about all that sort of stuff, and that really incorporated us to where I am today because I just fell in love with nutrition and just wanting to better myself. So that's basically where I am today. Cool. Yeah. And Molly, do you want to give us a quick yeah, overview so, of yourself? Um, I'm 19 and I moved to Australia like a year and a half ago or so. Um, I'm one of my career prospects in life is to be a humanitarian aid worker. So I've always loved helping people and uh, especially on the mental health side of things because I've experienced quite a lot in that respect. In terms of fitness and health, um, been quite through a like, long journey of it, uh, mainly through the weight loss journey, not really like bulking or not really in like uh, gym sort of style of things. Um, yeah, so like two years ago, I lost like loads of weight. I like lost like 25 kilos or something. But it was on an unsustainable diet, which no one, like, it didn't really inform you about nutrition properly. It was just, like, on points, like Weight, like weight Watchers in a way. Yeah. And as a result of that, when I finished and I got down to, the, like, the goal weight I was, I just ballooned in weight again because um, I didn't, like, learn anything from it. And it was very short term. And um, then I just gained, like, 40 kilos and went up to 100 kilos. And then as of last year, I lost 30 kilos, but it's taken like a while, like well, yeah. longer than before, yeah. but it's because it's for the long term and it's more sustainable and um, it wasn't like a fad diet. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, calorie deficit, which is what like calories in versus calories out. And that's what um, like obviously weight loss is from. Um, and then I met Lockie and we both had the idea of the podcast, which was really cool. And like, it's not only just been the podcast that's helped me, but Lockie's a friend, like, I didn't. Got, I went to the gym, but I didn't have a really good experience with personal training or anything. I didn't really learn much, or you know, like compound or isolation movements, etc. And then once I met Lockie, um, we kind of just became really good friends, and he helped me a lot mentally and physically, and um, got me onto gym. And I've been going like four months nearly or something consistently. And obviously, there's been times where I kind of like I felt unmotivated and stuff, but I've always come back to it and with the eating as well, and it's been. Really cool, and I'm really like I really enjoy it now. Cool, and Lockie's been helping you out with a few programs and stuff like that, yeah. hasn't he? Well, uh -huh. I'm so lucky to have someone like him that knows like a lot of stuff about this because I know that a lot of people don't know, like me, and this is why we're also doing the podcast. Yeah, cool. And so initially, you guys kind of went through your own journeys and you met, and then how did the discussion come up that you wanted to start the podcast? <laughs> it sort of happened in itself. We're didn't both it? like I think what we were saying is like, what is some of your goals in life? Because obviously, we're having a meaningful conversation. And we both just went, well, we're, like, we're kind of really like, like, you was like, I'd like to do a podcast one day, yeah. and, like, do your own fitness and business sort of side of things. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd actually really like to do a podcast, but never really found someone our age that mm -hmm. wanted to do it, because it is quite a big thing. And um, then we were like, why don't we just come forward, like, come together, because mine like, was mental health and yours was nutrition. Yeah, like, the, the reason we really wanted to start it, I've had so many people in, on the nutrition front and on the health front being like, I'm literally uninformed. I don't know anything. Like, can you help me? And like, people just don't understand. And I know Matt, you probably able to relate. Like, high school, you learn nothing. Like, you actually, you don't learn anything about nutrition. They tell you to eat your food groups, and that's about it. And like, say you want to lose weight or gain weight, you're like, well, how? Like, yeah. I actually don't know anything. And yeah. that's why we started the podcast because we really want to make it simplified and give people that education to actually be able to make that change. And yeah. you can provide like a. A lot of information through just one platform so it's not like us like it like going like it's not like lucky like person training people like all the time it's like anyone can access it 
and it's like most days, like Apple Podcasts are most free, and then Spotify obviously is premium, but you can still get podcasting there and stuff. So it's like a really good way to start your fitness journey off. And yeah. then if they want to contact us, they can through an individual like um, account or something. Yeah. And yeah, it's just been like really cool. Yeah. So like a lot, a big part of it is like doing your own research for nutrition and stuff yeah. like that. Because you don't learn much in high school, do you? Exactly. So I remember like a lot of the stuff that I kind of learned when it came to eating and dieting and food and stuff like that was all self-taught. So yeah. Um, so on the mental health kind of side of things, obviously you both started um, your fitness journeys wanting to lose weight. Um, did you guys have any like mental health kind of issues or problems that kind of led you in that direction? Um, I know myself, I had a bit that I know Molly has more to talk about in that aspect, but um, like I think my relationship with food especially wasn't too good when I first started off. Like, like I was so determined for my goal that I didn't really look at the big picture. And I didn't have the education to understand that I didn't need to do what I did at the time. But um, more on the mental health front, I really, through the HSC, struggled because the last day of school, we had a thing at Joey's called City Country. And that's basically the best of the city kids versus the best country kids playing rugby league. And that was the day before formal, so it was like just before the HSC and all. And um, I played and literally I went to tackle a kid and I ruptured my ACL and I basically did what they called the lot. So I did everything, my knee I did, my ACL, my PCL, my MCL, and then I did some um, tendons and I, like, it was just, it was just a really bad injury and that made me struggle big time. Like, I know about a week or two ago, Molly asked me, she's like, oh, when's the last time you cried? And I was like, I literally, like, I don't cry. Like, I'm, like, I'm pretty open with my emotions, but I don't cry. And then I was like, it's actually... It was the day of my graduation. It was the day after I did my ACL. I was going upstairs on my crutches. I had a leg brace from my hip to my ankle and I fell down the stairs like, and like my knee was already stuffed and it hurt so much. I, I just broke down crying. Like, I was just over it. And um, from there, I think I, I fell into depression from there. I got diagnosed with depression through the HC and because I couldn't really get out of my room. I was stuck in my room and my mates were amazing. Like, they, they gathered around me and all through that the whole time, but they'd always come to my room and they wouldn't really think to get me out of the room because they just come to me thought they didn't think it's easy to me. And being in my room, my Joey's room, because I was born at the time, like that was almost the worst thing because I never left and I was always stuck in there and I couldn't exercise and like it was just it was just a horrible period of time. And um, but I'm glad it's happened because it made me who I am today. Like it made me like mentally much stronger and like. I'm much more mature because of it, so um, that was probably the biggest struggle for me. And but once the injury stopped and I could exercise again, the depression slowly um, ceased, and the, the pressures of the HSC left. Um, I started to get better, and yeah. yeah, now I'm quite mentally strong. And along with that came with like your correct dieting and eating and stuff like exactly. that too. And so you think a big part of like your like mental stability was being able to exercise and 100%. be able to eat correctly and do your kind of things that you're passionate about yeah exactly yeah well, um like it's really important and i always say to people like it doesn't have to be um resistance training it can literally be any type of exercise but yeah. i feel exercise is like such a good form of meditation and just finding what's right for you is the best thing you can do yeah even getting outside and playing tennis or basketball or anything like exactly. that just being outside of nature and walking yeah exactly yeah. even yeah. just going for a walk yeah exactly so um i know but i know molly has um, a lot on the mental front that she would like to talk about probably. Yeah, so um, I don't know, like, I think 
I don't know, from my certain, just from, from certain circumstances in my life, um, I, at a very long, young age, I just gained a lot of weight when I was actually used to be really quite skinny. And it was just through, like, just certain things. And, um, I don't know, from, like, age 13 or 14, I've just been, like, really, probably, like, self-conscious, uh, which is really sad because, obviously, like, at that sort of age, you're, like, hitting puberty and stuff, and you shouldn't really be thinking about all that stuff and you should just be kind of enjoying your school life and like you know not worrying about what people think and no one should think that anyway but like that's when it hit and it was like very young to kind of experience that and so I just became naturally very self-conscious but um I was just like quite bad on the nutrition side as well like I was like not eating very well or like good um and I wasn't exercising much like I was barely hitting probably like 5,000 steps a day like it was just like going to school and back and that was it and then like sleeping and just like in a really kind of depressive state and um yeah and then like it got to the point where like I would just cover myself from like top to bottom like just in like long sleeve or pants even if it was summer just because I didn't want to like see what I looked like or like even in mirrors like it'd be really big built body dysmorphia but in the fact that when I was quite big I would think I was really quite skinny or um, it, sometimes it'd be the opposite way around where even though I wasn't that like big it was like I saw myself as like double um and it was pretty scary to kind of see that like I wouldn't go shopping or hate shopping because you know like um I was just like not wanting to see the mirrors or I just wouldn't even look in the mirror in my own home or like just things like that and it was just really quite like suffocating I suppose and so when it got to that stage where like I was just like I, I hated myself and obviously we were ourselves the rest of our lives so that was kind of where it kind of hit me and I was like I need to do something about it so I was pretty overweight so then I decided to um, go on this like weight loss program which I don't agree with anymore and it was along the lines of Weight Watchers Slim World and um, it was based off all points and stuff and then like you had like 11 points a day and it just based off like the foods it has certain points and you just like that's how you learn it wasn't through like what the macros are or like what calorie deficit is and stuff which is obviously how you lose weight and um it was just like really constricting as well and it actually made my relationship with food even worse because I was actually less informed about it than ever and so I, I was successful in it I did lose like 35 kilos or something and mentally I was getting better but then when I got to my actual goal weight of 65 kilos, I was finding myself suicidal still, even though I'd like lost all that weight. And all that time my goal was like, I need to lose weight because my men mentally I'll get so much better and I'll be more positive and life will be worth living because of my weight. But it wasn't. Like that's not the case whatsoever. And I'd also like to mention that I like still struggle with this in certain aspects of my life, but not as much as I used to. But um, whenever I meet new people or anything, we never think of their weight and you never like determine someone's worth over their weight. And I was like thinking that was what my worth is from. And that is not the case. And I see that now, with, especially with all the people I'm meeting now. And I just love like meeting all these new people and who are different shapes and sizes. And it's just so great and to realize that. And um, after that, like that was two years ago, I just kind of ballooned in weight again because obviously it wasn't sustainable. And mentally I was really poor, like, my mindset is obviously everything because it keeps you motivated and it keeps you going and I had no like a not a good mindset whatsoever and food was really bad um, and then I actually instead of um, like restricting my food I was actually binge eating so it was like 
um, a lot of people think of eating disorders as anorexia and like bulimia and stuff, but I was actually on the other side of things where I was just constantly eating all the time, um, bad food because um, I just was comfort eating in a way and just felt so sad. But then I was also feeling very upset about that because well, after I do it, I just regretted it. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then obviously that led me to like to go to 100 kilos, and then a year ago I managed to like be like, you know what, this is not my life. I'm not going to let it control me anymore and decided to lose weight sustainably um holistically and holistically yeah. yeah and like i've still kept it off like still like lost 30 kilos now um and it was also down to mindset not just like like holistically like sustainable like foods and stuff it was because my mindset's become stronger and i mean i must admit like still today i still have like some sort of like body image like kind of issue um but i decided to seek professional help about it because in the past i never did i just kind of like suffered by myself um and it's not just women that suffer like this it's obviously through males as well um and then i just kind of yeah went and decided to it was a big step but like i said awareness is the start of change and i, I went and saw a professional it's probably one of the best things i've done because um, it makes you realise that you're not alone and there's so many people out there that have the exact same thing and um, if you're watching this and you have you kind of relate I'd definitely say to go to someone professional because um, it's just like it's the easiest and right path to do for you and um, yeah it's just, yeah it's been difficult but yeah. it's like it's good and I wouldn't change it thank you for sharing no your story with us that's um, good so obviously a lot of things Molly's just said is quite applicable to probably a lot of people out there um, I'm sure a lot of people are going through different things, whether it be, you know, weight gain or weight loss and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, like Molly said, if you do ever need any professional help, don't um, be afraid to seek out to your local GP or anyone um, who has, who's expert in that area. Um, obviously, we're all very welcome to provide information and um, help you out if you do need. You can contact us on our social medias. Um, but do remember, we are, just, um, we are just providing, you know, help and information from our own perspectives and our own research we've done and our own journey. So we are not in like any way uh, experts or anything no. like that. Um, but we're just here to kind of help and just kind of start a little movement. Um, so that's really good, Molly. So like obviously um, our podcast called The Daily Mail and a lot of it is to do with men's um, health. But obviously you're not being a man, uh, sorry, not being a male. Um, it's good to have a different perspective um, because a lot of the stuff we do talk about, if you are a female listener, uh, can be applied um also towards you um so yeah it's really good to have a, a separate perspective on that um so talking about kind of different goals and different kind of like um losing weight uh, i know a lot of people out there we we did this on the podcast just before on the nutrition expedition podcast we talked about you know muscle gain and putting weight on um what would you say kind of um like how would you eat for your goals you think so if you had a goal to lose weight or if you had a goal to kind of put on weight how would you think the best way around that would be yeah, so I'd say overall, like, the, the great thing about it is, like, because I know with myself, I've gone through periods where I've tried to lose a bit of weight and then I've tried to gain muscle, and I'm doing that consistently and trying to get a bit leaner and a bit bigger. And um, the basis of it is the same, like, eating whole foods is, like, the best way. So stuff like your oats, your sweet potatoes, your lean meats, like, avocados, um, your olive oils, like, all, all those sort of foods, they're like the best way that you can eat because they're giving you the right nutrients. So you're having your um, 
the adequate micronutrients through your vitamins and minerals while ensuring that you're going to gain weight or lose weight. So basically, if you're trying to lose weight, you're probably going to lower the amount of carbs you have. And if you're going to get hungry, so you're probably going to increase the amount of like salads and like the amount of volume. So lower calorie foods. So um, all your salads or your fruits. So like fruits and vegetables are like really long calories. So like that will help if you um, maximize the amount of them that you eat. Like if you're trying to lose weight, but if you're trying to gain weight, you probably lower the amounts while including them in your diet, but increase the stuff like the the heavier stuff. So like the nuts, the seeds, the um, like avocado is great, and like it's a really easy to implement. Um, and you might get fattier cuts of meat because they're easier to uh, achieve your weight, yeah. your weight gain. So um, like the, the great thing about it, as I said, like the basis of it like is eating whole foods eating foods that come from the ground um, that are not really processed. And something uh, I saw recently on a video was when you go to a supermarket, no matter what your goal is, the best thing to do is shop around the aisles, not shop in the aisles, because the aisles are always the processed stuff. Yeah, and around so the aisles are always the um, the whole foods and like the fresh stuff. So yeah. I think that's a great starting point to implement your diet. And lastly, I know with um, our last... Our last podcast for episode 10 was with um, a nutritionist naturopath, Sarah Felberg, and she said when she first um, gets a client, and no matter what their goal is, she says, okay, at first, the first week, you can eat whatever you want, but just no packaged foods. And from that, the client really understands where they're at because it shows, okay, I've... Yeah, how much food will actually... Is packaged and yeah. processed, so... Um, I think that's a great starting point for anyone. Yeah, and uh, so obviously you're at a goal, uh, you're at a stage at the moment where you're trying to put on a bit more muscle or a bit yeah. more size. So um, do you want to explain about how you're kind of doing that? Uh, so I'm right now. I'm um, for the next year or so. I'm going to try to gain some size, but I don't really want to gain too much fat. So firstly, I'm trying to gain around 0.25 to 0.75 grams. Um, point, 0.25 to 0.75. Uh, percent um, of my body weight per week so for me this will be around literally 0.2 to 0.7 kilograms and so this will ensure that I'm because obviously when you're gaining muscle you're obviously going to be gaining fat and you've got to accept that and if you want to gain muscle you have to if you don't accept that that gets probably not the best thing to do but what I'm going to do I'm maintaining a small caloric surplus so this means I'm just gaining a bit of weight at a time rather than gaining one to two kilos a week because whether I'm gaining a little bit or a lot of weight, I'm going to be gaining the same amount of muscle probably. And that those extra kilo or two that you gain would just be fat if you gain that extra bit per week. Yeah. So I'm trying to just have a, a leaner, a leaner bulk. And through this, I'm eating more whole foods. So I'm eating less refined processed foods and this will ensure that I'm, cause I know like the, I'm not really a hard gainer. Like if I, gain weight, I easily gain fat, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. So um, I've really noticed that if I eat more whole foods, I look leaner consistently and I'm able to still achieve my weight goal. So yeah, so around um, two months at a time, I'll be on a lean bulk and then I might do a two-week mini cut just to lose a kilo or two and do that throughout the year. Yeah, sounds good. And you're doing that through um, caloric... Um 
like eating lots of calories and yeah, plus, yeah, yeah, caloric surplus and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good way if you guys want to put on muscle or, or or size at all. Definitely make sure that you're in a caloric surplus so you can figure this out online or just through like specific methods. Um, and you can figure this out quite easily, and then from there you can figure out what macros you kind of need each uh, eat each day. And um, and yeah, and Molly, do you want to explain or maybe on the other side of that yeah. how, how to lose weight? What kind of so, things are you doing? Mine's a little bit of a weird one at the moment because obviously I was in a weight loss, um, kind of in a calorie deficit for a while. But this is what I'm saying, like, you need to be so informed on this because I wasn't until I met Lockie and it was so dangerous. Like, um, I was obviously I lost 30 kilos, yay, like, I was happier and, like, I gained my confidence back and stuff. But little did, you, like, little did I know that being in a calorie deficit for too long would actually um, kind of damage, like, my metabolism and, like, overall health and stuff. So... Um, I was in a weight loss, like, uh, journey, so that was, like, being in a calorie deficit, you know, I was probably, like, 1,400, 500 calories a day, and I was doing a lot of exercise, like, still, I was doing weight training, which is really beneficial, um, and I was, like, just being really active in every, like, like, day and stuff, and then when I met Lockie, we kind of figured out that I'd been on a calorie deficit for a bit too long, um, like it was, I was no longer losing weight, and that's how we kind of like realized that. Um, Do we need to explain the science? Yeah, part, so it? yeah, like that's what happened, and then he was like, "This yeah. is what you need to do in order to kind of like reboost you." Your metabolism. So metabolism. basically, when you're dieting for too long, your metabolism adapts to eat how much you're eating. So say her maintenance calories, how much she, how many calories she needs to maintain her weight, is two thousand. And then she's eating at 1,200 calories for a year. And slowly her metabolism is going to decrease and decrease and decrease. And this is called metabolic adaption. As your body just adapts to how many calories you're having. So eventually her maintenance was going to become 1,200. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening. Actually and did happen. obviously eating too little amount of calories is going to be detrimental to your health. So yeah. what, and the, what people might be thinking, like, I really want long-term weight loss. How, like, then how do I lose weight? Well, what you have to do, you have to have periods of weight loss and then you work your way up to um, maintenance and have a little bit of a diet break where you're just maintaining like for a bit. Reverse diet. Yeah. So you're just maintaining your um, weight for a bit and this is where your metabolism will slowly rise back to where it should be. And then once it, once that's happened, then you can go, okay, now I can go back down. And then yeah. so it's, it's, it's more just fluctuating over time slowly and just ensuring that you're not... Um, in the long term because obviously in the future I might then stop being on a weight loss journey and then I'd go back up to where I was in the beginning which is what happened two years ago and that's why it didn't work because it was a short term goal and this is for the long term so yeah currently on the reverse diet sort of thing around 2,000 calories at the moment Um, and I feel much better in terms of relationship with food as well because I'm no longer feeling lethargic because what happened is I used to, because I was on so low, like I'd have no energy, I'd be sleeping throughout the day, and as a result, my brain would then think that food was bad, and it just kind of be a cycle, yeah. you know, um, but now it's not the case, and I'm getting much better, and um, I feel much more energised and able to go to gym, like, very regularly as well. That's good, yeah, so, like, <clears throat> a big part about that is your metabolism is kind of, in the end, what's going to help you either yeah. lose weight or put on weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Lockie, like Lockie was explaining, the lower your metabolism, metabolism is, um, like if you want to lose weight, you have to be eating less than what you burn exactly. daily, right? So if you're constantly um, like dropping your calories and whatnot, or you're keeping it very low, 
like your metabolism is going to adapt and then you're going to stay the same. And then if you want to lose weight, you have to drop it even further. And obviously there's a point where you can't drop it any further because you'd be eating pretty much nothing yes. and you can't survive. Um, and that's what would have happened to me. Like so uh, like a big thing that I did um, when I was trying to lose uh, weight is that you kind of figure out your um, metabolic rate, so how much you're burning yeah. a day. And then you can um, – so what I was – because I was going from a bulking phase to um, like a cutting phase kind of thing like that. And so I wouldn't – it immediately drop my calories to that exact like um like metabolic rate mm -hmm. so i'd slowly taper it down so like if i started off on 4000 calories and say my maintenance was uh 2500 calories i'd start you know my first week i might do 3500 next week 3300 next yeah. week 3000 and then you take a few weeks to get to your um metabolic rate yeah. and then once you're there each week drop it by maybe 100 or 200 calories and then it slowly do it over like, an, like a 12, kind of 10 to 12 week period. And this is going to be the most beneficial way. Along with this, it's going to help maximize um, uh, muscle retention. Because if you drop your calories, like a thousand calories underneath your metabolic rate straight away, um, it's going to be burning, burning, burning. And then it's going to start, you're not going to have any food in the system. It's not going to have anything to burn. So it'll burn the fat. And then once it's finished burning the fat, it will start burning the muscle. Um, so it's not going to be beneficial. Um, but yeah, anyway, along with that, um, we'll talk about, so like, obviously you have goals if you want to get to a certain weight or yep. whether it be, a you know, high weight or lower weight, you're going to do, you're going to bulk or shred for a certain amount of period. But say once you get to that, that goal of yours, what do you reckon is a good way to, to try and maintain that physique for as long as possible? Yeah, well, obviously you, no matter what diet you're on, you want to keep your protein high. So you want to have adequate protein for muscle retention. So I'd recommend around uh, 30 to 35% just for someone that's trying to maintain. And if you're like, obviously if you've been to the gym, you really want to be consistently hitting your gym goals because say you're, you stop going to the gym as much, your body is adapted to how much it's going to the gym. So if you go to the gym less, you're going to be not, not going to be able to retain that much muscle. So Maintain how much you're going to the gym if you go to the gym or whatever exercise you're doing. Just maintain that. Um, make sure you have adequate protein and track your weight because if your weight is – like obviously you fluctuate throughout the week and no one has consistent weight no matter who you are. Like you have a lot of sodium and water retention and if you're a woman and you're in your period, like your weight fluctuates big time. So understand that your weight fluctuates but get a percentage, average, an yeah. average percentage yeah. of like what your weight is throughout that week and get see the average and compare it to the last week and if you've ate um say you're not tracking calories but you're tracking your weight and you realize oh i've actually gained half a kilo since last week okay i probably need to lower my calories slightly oh, i need i need to lower how much i'm eating slightly yeah and say you're not tracking calories how do i do this well that might just be um taking 20 grams of your oats in the morning and each morning trialing and then trialing that throughout the week like you can just take a little little aspect of your diet or your lifestyle and just take that away and see how your body adapts. Yeah, so a lot of it is monitoring kind of where you're at at the moment and it's keeping on top of it and keeping um, keeping track of it. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a good thing because like um, you want to be like, you're, obviously you've hopefully figured out your maintenance calories for that kind of period and you just want to aim to kind of eat around there. Um, and then, you know, if you can see that your weight is going up, you can either take food out or you can um, bump up. Maybe you could do a bit of extra cardio that week or something like that. You know, might go for an extra run or something like that. And you can always just see how it really affects um, your body. Can yeah. I also add that, that like, 
it's also shouldn't just be like you have an end goal like you don't just like say for example i want to lose like some fat but then i'm not just going to get to that end and be like okay i'm done now and yeah, that's yeah, it yeah. it should like it's all constant progression that's what our podcast is about yeah like okay so you might have got to that goal what's the next goal then yeah okay you might be implementing one more whole food in your diet each day yeah like exactly you, like your goal doesn't have to always be around your weight or yeah, how, or how you look you know, it could be around mindset it could be around how you like the way you're eating so like there's, there's so many different goals you have yeah like for example for like say if you're uh, like an overweight guy or something like that your goal might be to lose 20 kilos right you do that you're not going to just sit there and no. just, like, not do anything about it you might be like okay i want to put five kilos of muscle on or i want to like you know live a healthy lifestyle how yeah exactly. and if you think like that but you get to 20 kilos and that's the end of it then unfortunately you will go and put that back on because we found that a research uh, study did that 95% of the people that lost weight within three three years they went back to where they were and that's exactly what I did so I can stand like stand here and like say like put my hands up and then so that's happened to me and I don't want it to happen to those people so So you would say goals are a very very important part yeah like short term and long term yeah to keep you motivated and then also just to keep you like on track yeah so you guys want to shed like a little bit of light on, say, relationships with food, whether it be bad or good relationships that you guys have experienced either through yourself or through friends or something like that? Yeah, so um, obviously I'll start with how I started. So back in year 10, as I said, I stopped having any dessert uh, for two years. And I, at the t- time I thought it was no sugar, but carbs are sugar, so that, like, that's ridiculous. But um, no, basically it was no dessert diet. And... Um, for me, it worked because obviously I was taking out a big food group in my diet, but I was still eating like whatever I wanted, like big, massive meals. But and I didn't understand what um, calories in, calories out was, and I didn't understand that like how much I ate per day like mattered in terms of the amount of calories I ate. But I thought that junk food is bad and um, like healthy food is good, so I just stopped having junk food. And as I said, it worked, but it wasn't sustainable. And then from there, I read online that carbs were bad. So I cut out my potatoes, my rices, my pastas, my breads, all the good stuff. And I did that for a year from in year 12, basically. And again, that was not sustainable. It worked. But I think because I'm really mentally strong and I was so determined to get that goal that I didn't fall off the wagon. But the majority of people would unfortunately fall off the wagon because... It's not sustainable. And as Molly said, in three years of dieting, people that do fad diets, so your ketogenic diet, your um, low, like high-carb diet, low-fat, like your um, paleo, your... Um, Mediterranean, all that. Mediterranean. Mediterranean's not too bad, but basically all those fad diets mm. and like carnival diet, like th- in th- three year, within three years of losing the weight that people have lost through those diets, 95% of the people have gained it back. Like, it's scary, like, yeah. 5% success rate. And why is that? Because those people had the characteristics uh, around themselves to be able to um, con- continue that diet. And I've, yeah, sustainability. I've yeah. fell off the, the question a bit there, but, um, yeah, I just think your your relationship with food really d- depends on your psychological um, state. And, like, for example, calorie counting, I, if someone has... Um, some problems around food it's, it might not be right for them but if um if you have a good relationship with food that might be right for them but that could not be sustainable for some people so just understand like find what's right for you and this will ensure that you have the best relationship with food possible 
Yeah. yeah. Do you have any um, so obviously my relationship with food hasn't been like the most positive, but it definitely is becoming more positive as I've become more informed. So like the reason it was so bad is because like obviously I was just assuming that um, yeah like obviously like I was just assuming like I was like binge eating and stuff and it just kind of made me feel like food was my worst enemy because after how it made me feel but it's not that food made me feel like that it was just psychological things which I needed to get seek help professional help with and now that I've kind of seeked professional help with um, I understand that now like it wasn't the food it wasn't and also like you should need to understand that food sustains our life and it shouldn't be like we shouldn't hate it because it's what like gives us life and is able we're able to like do the things we do now and carbs are good and also we shouldn't label things bad and good um like we're allowed treats and stuff and that's a good thing and you shouldn't be like you don't want to get to the like the end of your life and then realize look back on your life and be like look how much i restricted myself and yeah. doing all the things i love and so you should really do it enjoy yourself and it should be a lot of balance between your mind yeah. and physical health and um yeah so definitely like in order to improve your like relationship with food, you do need to become more informed in it. And like obviously, if you are struggling, then definitely seek some professional help. Yeah, like a lot of it is also doing your research and kind of figuring out um, what works for other people. Whether you know, like um, kind of staying away from those fad diets. And yeah. Looking at the straight facts that um, yeah, caloric surplus is the number one um, most successful way to lose weight. Gain weight, and then yeah. oh, deficits the way best. Oh, deficits. Well. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. yeah. And um. Yeah, and so, you know, kind of, and then applying that and figuring out, um, looking at how people do that in their lives, um, whether it be, you know, if you're, if you're looking at, um, like, someone who's, like, on a massive weight loss diet or bodybuilders or anything like that who do it, you know, professionally, you know, they do this stuff professionally. So they've got usually the best advice and they kind of stick to, and that's why those bodybuilders are all shredded. You know, when they go onto the, step on stage to go, you know, for a show, they're all shredded because they've been doing caloric um deficit for you know 16 weeks yeah um it's you know it's, it's a proven fact and it works so yeah like if you guys like need that if you guys are like wanting to kind of lose weight or whatever like do some research into it and figure out you know um how it all works because you'll be surprised how much there is out there actually yeah and don't just pick up a book from like a bookstore yeah. and be like oh there's that looks cool like a yeah, exactly. diet thing yeah. or an advert yeah or that thing on Instagram, yeah, like the gummy research. bears and stuff that people lose weight from. Yeah. Don't do that because yeah. that's just an easy way. Exactly. And, and if it, it seems too... harm you in the long run. Yeah. If it seems too good to be true. Then it probably is. Yeah. And so, can I, sorry, can I just have one more thing um, with relationship with food? If you're going out for a meal, a, a common theme that people think is, oh, like, I've been eating so well and now I have to go out for a meal and like, they, they get anxiety around it. Mm. The best thing to do is eat what you want, and the way to do that is track your way or um like treat your the rest of your day around that. So say you're going out for a burger and chips, and you want that burger and chips. Have it honestly, even for losing weight, have it. What you do rest of the day, you alter how you eat. So you might have less carbs and fats throughout the day. You might eat a bit healthier, like lower calorie meals for the rest of the day, and that will allow you to eat what you want and that will improve your relationship with food because if you're not having what you want when you go out it's really bad it's all about being balanced honestly yes. it's all about living a balanced lifestyle um you know if you're on a serious serious diet give yourself uh one to two cheat meals a week you know i like these serious bodybuilders that i follow because i'm very like, heavily invested into that kind of um lifestyle and society and stuff like that you know, they'll be prepping for the Olympia, which is the biggest show, like the biggest bodybuilding show in the world. It's like the best of the best. 
and they'll still be having cheat meals. You know what I mean? They'll still have one cheat meal because you need it to keep your sanity. Yeah, yeah, and to keep you moving. Exactly. And, you know, you need to keep kind of your mental headspace like, in the right spot because, you know, if you're eating chicken, broccoli and rice five times a day um, for 12 weeks straight, 16 oh weeks God. straight. crazy. Yeah, you'll go crazy. Um, and then this also applies. Like if you're obviously not that serious about it but you're just still trying to lose weight, don't get so hung up on the going out with mates for a drink or a couple of or like, you know, a few beers or whatever, or like going to get a pizza or a burger or whatever. Um, like Lockie said, kind of, if that's the case, if you know that you're going out that night and you're going to be eating something maybe not as healthy, you know, maybe skip or like let, eat less throughout the day, you know, just kind of um, figure out kind of how it's going to work and just balance it around yeah, that. Definitely. Or even do maybe an extra 20 minutes on, on the on the uh, treadmill if, you yeah, exactly. if that makes you feel better. Um, so uh, staying on that topic of um, relationships with food, how do you guys think that having either a positive or negative relationship with food can impact your mental mental health? It's a good question. I'd say the mental health affects it. Yeah. Like, it's usually the reason people have bad relationship with food is because already their mental health is pretty poor. Yeah. Where it's not really that way around, where, like, food then affects your mental health. Like, there's something underlying. Cool. Hence why, like, me and Lockie have got very different lives and, like, that's why my relationship with food was very bad because of my circumstances in my life, which have been like my, my mindset was negative. Whereas obviously, and that also showed from Lockie and his like journey at the beginning, where his like mindset was a little bit more negative as well. Yeah. And as a result, of that he then decided to like have a little bit of a bad relationship with food. Mm. But once you became really positive, and like me now, like our food relationship with food is much better. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely is down to like mindfulness and understanding what's in here yeah. first. Like starting from within, then with, then out, yeah. not starting outwards in. Yeah. Because could, that's could you also good. say maybe like if somebody's eating um, like not knowingly kind of what they're doing, but they're eating like crap all the time, and then they kind of you know after like a long time they start feeling quite like um, like run down, depressed, and stuff like that. That could also be a part of what they're eating, you know, yeah, they're definitely. not eating the right stuff. Or for example, if you're, like we just said, on a really strict diet and stuff like that, but you're doing it for a specific reason, you might just get run down by the end of it and you might fall into a really depressed state and, um, and yeah, just, it, it, it can't, like the food, I feel like it can work both ways. Like the, the way that yeah. Molly was saying it is like obviously very true and probably 90 to 85 to 90% of the cases, but there's also times where you know, you might be all good and then you go on this diet and stuff like that and you're eating, you're eating, you know, but you're restricting what you're eating and then over time you just kind of are just getting gradually and gradually more upset. So like, and then that's what we talked about. It's all about having that balance. Yeah. And, um, I think especially when, um, if you're, say you're eating a really unhealthy lifestyle and you know it, or you're like eating a lot of refined processed foods, I think the, the problem is people think if I eat healthy, I have to go from eating like this to eating broccoli, rice and, and chicken every day. Mm. No, that's not the case. Well, the best way to go about it is maybe implementing one whole food more per day or like say I might have an extra piece of fruit per day and I might take away one of the processed foods mm. and slowly, gradually, change, yeah. gradually changing your diet to eventually uh, adapt to how you like it. And we're not saying you have to eat foods you don't enjoy, but that I, I, I do believe there's the, the, the healthy foods for everyone to enjoy that, that that can keep them satisfied and keep them motivated to continue eating the way they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the healthier food does just generally make you feel better because obviously exactly. less bloating. Like yeah. the digestive system is much more up to scratch, like we talked talk about on our gut health episode, which we learned so much about. Yeah. Um, just like, and obviously, processed foods weren't ever really originally in our lives before yeah. when humans first came about. Exactly. And that just goes to show like how like it's meant to eat from the land. <laughs> meant to eat from like the ground and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, only you can change this though. If you're listening right now, only you can. And yeah. unfortunately, you can get like external help, but then it's got to be you that then changes your diet. It's got to be, you know, not a baby, like you're not being fed like certain things, like we're not forcing you. It has to be down to you. And if you really want that, it's up to you. Yeah, perfect. I think that wraps it up really well. Yeah, awesome. Um, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it's been really good to talk with uh, Lockie and Molly about this um, kind of topic area because. I know I'm quite passionate about it too, and, mm. and and they have, you know, the Nutrition Expedition, which really does focus on that, so they do know a lot about this stuff. So it's really good to have them on here so they can um, shed some light onto, you know, how to better your diet or kind of figure out your goals if you want to lose or put on a bit of weight, and then how this can really affect your mental uh, mental health. So do you want to maybe plug your social media and your... Yeah, your so um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at the Nutrition Expedition, and our... Podcast is the same name, the Nutrition Expedition, and we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts mainly. So if you'd like to give us a listen or you'd like to make any healthier progression to your life, definitely give it a listen and just see how you like it. Yeah, yeah thank you so Great. much. No problem. Thank you for having uh, thank thanks, you. thanks for everything. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.